the dads out there and all the moms welcome to another episode of the fade you podcast this is our weekend recap episode we're recording on monday october 25th we have a fade den in progress dennis is on the milwaukee bucks laying the short number on the road and then we've just gotten some monday night football plays in of course dennis is on the saints every which way and the full game over my name is Matthew James. I have the dads here with me to recap the weekend that was. Uh, Kmart's here. Kmart is traveling back to California. Joe's here. Joe's got to go out to dinner in a minute, but everybody's finding time to get in a quick pod before Monday Night Football. Neil's here. Chris Duke's also here. Those guys had a hell of a contest weekend, and we'll get to that. The Owen Five Boys are here. <laughs> <laughs> We will talk about the contest's lackluster performance in a second, but Chris, we have to start with Dennis. He has been a pain in the ass this month in October. He has severely cut into our overall all-time profit. As I'm sitting here on Monday, October 25th, we are still plus 29.4 units all-time. But that has taken a massive hit thus far in October. I think I tweeted out or I, I didn't tweet out, but we texted about it in our other group earlier. There have just been some really bad days in October. On September 30th, we were plus 55.8 all time. We are now plus 29.4. Uh, it's been bad this month. There was a five and 10 day this past Saturday. There was a nine and 17 day a few weeks ago. There was a four and 11 day. Earlier in October, the hell is going on here, Chris? Uh, this is one of his little uh, best stretches I've seen him on. We always see him go on a little heater and completely piss the last few years. This year, it just seems, uh, you know, listening to Vsin this morning, they were talking about how the books kind of got murked again with, um, you know, teams like the Patriots raping and, um, you know, the Packers somehow coming out with the 14 point win. Um, and so they're just, they're getting the, they're getting beat this year. And a lot of these square, he killed it on Saturday. All these square pit comes through, um, you know, Ole Miss just handles LSU. I mean, Notre Dame destroys. I mean, just all these like square home faves, lay the seven, lay the 10, lay the 20, whatever you got to do. So um, he's getting hot. We're, I, I text you guys in the group. By Thanksgiving, I think it will be back up in the 40s. Um, there's some disgustingness this weekend. Um, he stayed away from that one. I, we we knew he he couldn't stay away from the Rams. Of course, he took the Rams and the Lions came through for us. But uh, good thing he wasn't on uh, Arizona because they ended up covering. And he was on the damn Bucks, and that was a blowout. So he's just cashing on these big lay the double digits, like we say. So I don't think it's going to continue, but. Um, hold your nose, folks. Hey, and the amount of first half bets he's sucked out on has really fucked us over too. Unbelievable, uh, abnormally bad lately. Well, just yesterday with the Packers, wasn't it a touchdown pass with 15 seconds left in the half? 
Yeah, and yep. we had six and, and, half. six and a half. And of course, yeah. they get seven. Joe, I mean, you've you've been fading Den for a while. You're you're suffering along with the rest of the team fade Den. Do you just have to be mindful that it's a very very long season, and that there's going to be, like anything else, ups and downs throughout the season? I mean, this is a this is a multiple month marathon, and in January, when you tally everything up, it's going to be more up than down, but you do have to suffer through these stretches. Yeah, and it gets kind of uh, annoying and a little bit scary at times, but we got to remember it's just like buying a stock. It's going to go up. It's just, you know, we're just in a little rut right now, but there's nothing wrong with that. It's not like he's changing his betting style other than firing a couple unders and dogs, which was kind of shocking. Uh, but you know, he's going to go back to his old square self, just like he is on Monday night football tonight, taking the Seahawks minus five, which is a dead number, right? Chris. I love that number. No, you mean the, yeah, the saints minus. So I love Joe. If you can text us like you did today and say, there's zero way Den's firing Geno Smith tonight. And just like clockwork, bang, 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 first quarter, first half full. I mean, if you can predict someone's betting style like that, you know, that it's just, it's not going to last long term. Like we know who he's going to be on. We know he's going to be on Notre Dame this weekend, laying three to fucking the Tar Heels, free money. They just destroyed USC. I mean, when you can predict this stuff, um, usually that better's not that good, right? And he's, you know, he, he, but he has surprised us a couple times so far this year, betting like I said, underdogs and a couple unders, which was. Completely shocking, but, you know, I think he, like I said, he's going to go back to his normal square self and, and take the easy free money bets, well, which always win, guys, right? <laughs> yeah, right, the free money. Well, I tell you guys, sometimes the only time he takes unders is on these really, really high lines, which he did with that Ole Miss one that one time, which was 70-something or 82, and then that OU one was kind of high. But, of course, then yesterday, hammers the over second half in the Bears, L, hammers, you know, the over second half because he's just over, over in the Sunday night football game. He happened to get that one. So he's still going to probably 80, 90% do those overs, but he just probably sees a high number. And sometimes he, you know, goes and thank God he did under on that Hawaii game, which was double L. So. <laughs> Didn't he do Tennessee Titans team total over as well? And they scored zero in the second half. What game was that? No, that, well, he that's did pretty hilarious. He did Rams. Oh, Rams. There you go. Yeah. Like 10 or something. Yeah. 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 Let's get the other guys in here. Kmart, talk to us about Chicago. Chris touched on the fact that SC got their their asses beat in. They did happen to cash a second half bet for us, so that salvaged a little bit. Uh, are you wanted for murder? Did you did you try to find any leprechauns and go on a killing spree? <laughs> well, well, we uh, probably wanted for something else. We wanted to touch down Jesus, popped open a couple beers, so. You know, little little fun memories that Jesus and I had in South Bend, but I mean, I disagree wholeheartedly with getting our asses kicked. It was just poor execution, just kind of like Washington football team yesterday. But at some point, I'd usually say you got to tip your hat to Notre Dame, but when I've been watching the same product on the field for, I don't know, seven weeks now, it, it just comes down to coaching. There's no discipline. There's no identity there. Um, it's it's just a lost season is what it is at this point, but they outgained them. They had the same amount of yards. It's just, I don't know. Slovis looks like an idiot out there. 
Well, Kyle, do you know off the top of your head, what is USC against the spread? What are they, three and four? So they're probably two and five. So when I was trying to make my contest picks for the week, because you brought up Washington football team, I think that's a really good example. Teams that are, are not covering, it's not like the talent is that inferior, right? And you talk about how it wasn't really an ass kick and they just didn't execute. And there's a theme here with teams that are poor against the spread, like Washington. Like you guys, a few of you were on the football team yesterday and you're looking at six red zone trips and you're like, how do they only get three points on those? How do they not cover the spread? And, and Joe, I think you, you touched on it before we started this episode is you just have to live with the variance of football sometimes. And that some teams aren't going to execute the way that they should in order to cover that number. So like, I don't know what you're supposed to do with that as a better, like you, you want the team that you're on to find themselves in positions to get points, but then they just don't. How do you reconcile that when you're looking back and trying to grade a bet? Sometimes it's just coin flip. They just, they just fuck up. You know, the, the ball is not a circle. It is an oblong shape that can then bounce weird ways, you know? So it's all, it's all weird, man. It's sometimes, sometimes it's a coin flip, but yeah, like Washington, I wouldn't mind firing that again next week if they played again. So I think that's where the difference is where, where I would never think about betting the bears again to Tampa when they just got absolutely fucking waxed. So, you know, you just got to live with the results. I got living with the results. Let's get Neil in here. Neil. I mean, you, you tweeted it out. Oh, and five. How do you like, what do you do to look back on that and be like, okay, I want to figure out where I actually went wrong and where I was just on the wrong side of variance. Like we're talking about with Washington. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think the best part of my Sunday was, was having my, my yug there at the end. That was a pretty good beer. Um, shout out to Firestone brewery. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, if you look at the Washington game, I think looking at that, I think there's something to be said. There's a lot of quarterbacks that I think are, you know, they call them good between the twenties. Right. When if it's just a matter of moving the football and you've got a bunch of field to work with, the defense can go as far back as they want to. And the middle of the field can be open, um, you know, and maybe there's something to that. I mean, I, I don't know off the top of my head, but I, the name that screams to mind is a, a really good quarterback that you wouldn't think was, you know, Matt Ryan has atrocious red zone numbers, you know, throughout his career. Um, anyone who's owned who owned Julio Jones um, on fantasy you know, in years past knows that, you know, this guy, he'd have a thousand receiving yards and might have two touchdowns on the season. It's just, a, you know, the red zone is, is something. And I think maybe Heineke, you know, the, you have to sort of assess that quarterback that you have and say, you know, is it a quarterback that's going to be able to get it, you know, get the ball into tight windows, everything strings when you get into the red zone. So I think it's something to factor. Like when I look at that Washington game, you know, that's got to become part of it. You know, and you're going up against a team. And I think another part is, you know, you know, you're going up against a team like Green Bay that's going to put points in you. You know, I you have this sort of new age coaching mantra that is, you know, if you get in the red zone, you need to walk away with touchdowns instead of field goals, especially I think when you go have, you know, an Aaron Rodgers level quarterback on the other side that makes you want to push the envelope a little bit more. Um, so I can look at that one, you know, I lost it. Atlanta lost me by a half a point. They win by two. And I was, you know, laying two and a half with an odd number. Um, well, you know, with other- Atlanta too, aren't you up double digits in the fourth quarter? 
of double digits. Yeah. And then they just, they just get light, let him, you know, let them play. And Miami comes right, you know, Miami comes roaring back there in the fourth. And I, I thought I had that one locked up, um, but not so much. So uh, yeah, I, you know, it's one of those weird things that are you going back and looking at it or do you throw up now? Obviously you chalk up the jets. The jets was just an abomination. That was miserable. Um, really thought that they were going to look a little better than that. Um, Philadelphia, another one is sort of just being a, a joke at the end of the team that probably sh- could have and should have covered. Um, yeah. Back to the drawing board. How about you, Chris? You joined our dad, Neil going zero and five. I mean, it's, it's tough to pick the right five dad. It is very tough, Dad, and uh, especially when you've got multiple heads. I don't know how Neil's doing it. I don't know if he's doing it by himself, but I've got uh, my boy Riley, Freck, and my dad, and him and I bet a totally different style. Him and I actually had giant circled, and my dad, we say pick one because we all want to put one we really like and a couple others. He had Panthers. I told you guys on the pod I would never in a million years do Panthers if it was mine. And uh, sure enough, that one laid an egg. And uh, then Niners also on Sunday night. Uh, Jimmy G had uh, a case of the Jared Goff there in the rain, fumbling, throwing picks. And uh, then, like Neil said, Jets was dumb. Nice uh, nice red zone offense there, football team. And uh, what are you going to do? Man, sometimes it goes that way. So back to the drawing board, like Neil said. We're going to stay sharp. Eagles took a shit, you know. Uh, so it's funny. You, I opposed Den on three sides. Den's on uh, Raiders doesn't come through. Den's on Colts doesn't come through. Den's on uh, Washington or on Packers doesn't come through. So uh, you do what you do to oppose these square sides and kind of be sharp. And uh, sometimes it doesn't come through for you. We got to also talk about something that's been kind of bizarre over the last three weeks and neil you and i were starting to look at this before the show so three weeks in a row everyone but me has joined together on one side three weeks ago back in week five it was the 49ers getting five and a half at arizona loss two weeks ago it was the browns laying a short number at home against arizona loss and yesterday everybody's on the eagles getting three against the Raiders loss anything to this like do you take anything away Neil about are these sides becoming like too too popular as the week has progressed I think if I'm not mistaken all three have been in the top five contest consensus it's not like they're like traditional square sides but they just sort of become popular in this echo chamber that is, you know, sports betting content where everyone kind of gravitates towards one side and it ends up just flaming out. Yeah. And I, we were talking and I don't think it's one of those, I, none of the scenarios, I don't think it's been one of those where like we've all texted each other, like, Oh, we love this play. And we're all, you know, sort of, we're all kind of like, Oh, you're on that one too. And like, it's like, almost a surprise Maddie, when we send it out that it's like, Oh, we all are on this play. Um, but I, I want to say at least in the last two, and I'm not so much sure about that San Francisco play, but like, it seems 
in the you know betting hemisphere like by the time kickoff of those games have come and i don't know chris and joe you've been on the same ones as me but nk mark like it seems like that it's almost scared me after i put the pick in because it almost seems like it's become like the consensus narrative pick out there um i know it, it certainly was you know with the cleveland in the cleveland az game i know it became the trendier pick you know for Philadelphia against against the Raiders and I don't know if that's because you know it the Philadelphia was going to Vegas and then it just became you know this this trendy narrative but I it's got me concerned that both of these at least these last two certainly and even so much I you know if I go back and I try to think about that San Francisco game I think it was sort of like that trendy narrative of oh Trey Lance is going to make his first start and Shanahan's this QB whisperer and they're going to throw out all these wrinkles that Arizona's never seen before coming off their bye and they've had all this time to work like I, I sort of from scratching my head thinking that you know we've all just been actually like square fucks on these three plays which is what you know it, it was just kind of funny because that's really the opposite we sort of all pride ourselves and that's the opposite of what we all like to to go against the grain a little bit well, yeah, I think it also, I think it also, yeah, I think it also coincides with the public winning the past three weeks. They're actually beating Vegas. And not that these are like super public sides being bet is differently than the contest, you know, like that's a totally different pool of betters. Right. So I think the in, for, in reality, most people are probably fading those three page plays. So, but you know, it just shit happens. It's all good guys. We'll be fine. Chris, how about how about from your perspective? Because you listen to a lot of pod, you listen to Labardi, you listen to the favorites, and you listen to Doug Kazarian, and you hear a lot of these popular takes. And like I'm looking at the contest consensus, it went four and one this week. Like, despite the love for the Eagles, and of course that's the one that that four out of the five of us lost on. Other contest consensus was Colts that came through, Patriots came through. Bengals came through and won outright. Titans came through and won outright. So, Chris, how do you not get mind fucked by stuff like this in a really long season that, like we talked about earlier, is a marathon? It does mind fuck you because, like you said, I like to listen to where, you know, some of the book, you know, needs. You know, John Murray talks about, wow, we're going to the other week, we're really going to need the the Niners because everyone's going to be on the you know undefeated Cardinals. And like we said, it didn't come through. Um, a lot of folks thought it was a good spot for the Browns to take out the cards. And then, uh, this week, um, even John Murray, they do a little pick them with Doug Kazir and they do like their little pick them against each other. And that was Murray's pick. Cause he said, you know, we're really going to need them. And he, you know, four to one ticket count on the, the Raiders. You saw kind of RLM, you know, reverse line movement down towards like a pick them. It's crazy. It's like, you never know what to think when you see that. You're like, fuck. Like how many, this must be heavy money coming out on Eagles. If we're moving this down, I don't know. I don't even give a fuck about Waller, but I just thought maybe it just didn't make sense. And uh, with the line being only three, we know the Raiders are the better team, but you can't always just bet the better team. So you just stay the course. You stay on those sides that, you know, the book needs, you know, it's like we say contest. You can't win a contest betting 55%. Will you win long-term doing that? Absolutely. But with these contests, people rattling off 65 70% so you got to get get creative but uh right now I'm just for the long term fade Dan stay at that 54 55% 
There you go. Let's come right back after a quick break and talk about a couple specific teams that are either riding really high, how to approach them going forward, or real low, and what to do with them. That's scum. We'll be right back. All right, we're back. So we talked about Neil's 0-5. We talked about Chris Duke's 0-5. But Joe is pacing the dads at Joe. Is it 22 and 13? Uh, I think it's 20, whatever it is. I have 22, win, 22 wins and I'm two and a half wins out of finishing in the money. I'm in like 350th place at this point. Pretty stoked. So things are looking good. Take a victory lap on, on one of your good calls for the weekend. I will. I will. On Friday, I gave out the New York football giants and uh, Danny Dimes, which Chris conveniently called Danny Pennies. If you guys remember that, right? Because he had to fire the square ass Panthers and Darnold absolutely sucks. So it's all good, man. The Giants non sweaty cover, easy, easy contest win. And I bet it personally. So it was fun. All right, Chris. So let me ask you this What do you do with teams that have just tripped all over themselves for many weeks in a row now? What do you do with Carolina? What do you do with Denver? Like, I mean, these teams that just are, are scum after – what do you do with Washington? I mean, Washington plays Denver this week. Like, holy fuck. You got the Chicago playing the Niners. That's, I mean, what do you do when you have these teams that are just killing themselves every week and now they play each other? Chris got booted. Neil, you take that instead. What do you do with – I mean, what do you do with these teams that are just – I mean, they're bad ATS – they look bad when you, no one wants to take them. What do you do with these teams now that we're seven weeks in? Well, and I, you know, that was part of the reason why I wanted to take the Washington football team. I, I think that at some point this season, uh, you know, these ATS records will begin to revert closer to the mean. You, you know, Washington was one in five ATS. They are now one in six. I, you know, there are certain teams I think what we've learned is that there, there are just some really bad football teams out there. And this weekend certainly proved that, right? Texans were horrible, horrible, horrible. Jets were as smelly as could be. You know, say what you will about Detroit. They're terrible. But, man, they they do fight really hard, it seems like. Um, and so, yeah, what do you do with, like, a San Francisco 1-5 this season, ATS going to Chicago, who looked absolutely atrocious, um, you know, Chicago's only, you know, two Chicago's three and four ATS this season. Um, you know, you either take a stance in a, in a line of what, you know, is there a team that's going to begin to turn and still has some faith or, you know, is it, I think it's too early in the season to sort of let it all go and, um, you know, just sort of pack up and get ready for next year. But, um, you know, you got to question some motivation, on some of these teams and and then on the opposite end I look at you know some of the favorites we still Dallas is going to play Minnesota Dallas is you know about there by their 6-0 this season ATS you have both Indy and Tennessee are playing each other both of them are 5-2 and two this season ATS um, so I I think I would want to look and see you know look for some teams to sort of revert back to the mean as I, like you said the trendy picks are going to keep getting trendier Vegas has had a lot of really bad weeks. I mean, I think this is the third consecutive bad week that Vegas has had we on the Friday pod about, you know, lines getting even more stretched. 
um, with the Arizona, the Rams, um, and the Tampa Bay game. Um, two of the three of those hit. Um, I think you're just going to start seeing – you're going to continue to see that until these lines revert a little closer, you know, back to back to even. I think the only move here, Matt, at least for me, will be just fading the public, looking at what's trendy and then fading that because, like you said, Neil, regression is going to happen with yeah. Vegas losing three weeks in a row. Guess what's probably going to happen for the next three weeks? I think the casinos are probably going to go back to winning and the public will lose. So they've they've got their bankroll built right now and they're going to be firing. So fading the public is going to be what, you know, that's going to be profitable for the next couple of weeks for sure. Well, and here's one where, I mean, you're going to absolutely have to hold your nose and do it, but we got to give Kmart a shout out for hyping up the Bengals all summer. And everyone was oh, Zach Taylor and probably not. Like, I don't think they'll go over their win total. Maybe they'll be scrappier, but they're not going to be good. And all they're doing is leading the AFC North. And now off of a massive win at Baltimore, Cincinnati goes on their third straight road game. They're going to be laying double digits to the God-forsaken, God-awful, how-could-you-ever-bet-them-again New York Jets with a backup quarterback. I mean, Neil, this is a spot where if you're looking at Vegas has lost three weeks in a row. And the Bengals, public, baby. You ha- I mean, you have, to, you have to play the Jets as double-digit home dog, right? God, no. <laughs> Never. I already, I already placed minus ten on the Bengals. Just, I mean, the Jets, the <laughs> Jets, Kmart, you swear ass. The Jets literally just traded for Flacco. Like, come on, guys. Uh, All right, boys, I'm out of here. I'll talk to you guys later. I right, go. But um, the 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 man of reason has just left. So Kyle and I can, Kyle and I can be on our side. I, I, again, but Matt, like, I think to Kyle's point, it's like who and that you know i think opened you know nine and a half and I, there's no way this closes in the single digits um all s word if it closes in single digits it's just not going to happen because no one is going to fire the jets right like but at the same time we all know that the books are going to need the jets how do you not put the jets you know on on the sharp side on this, but it's so difficult to do after, you know, what we just saw. It's disgusting. And if you're, if you're looking at the inevitable regression that we've just talked about a few minutes ago, where the books have gotten their teeth kicked in by the public three weeks in a row. And, you know, some of these really ugly ones are going to start to hit. You talked about Washington, Neil. I mean, shit, I finally got off them this week with, with my team's entry and, I've lost on them three or four times this season already where it's like the, these disgusting teams that keep, that keep letting people down. Like eventually over the course of this 18 game season, they are going to get their fair share, but it's like, well, I mean, when do you, when is the right time to do that? I mean, another one you mentioned too, is the lions. Eventually the lions are going to win a game. Like I don't like the way that this team fights and they they're playing for this coach and they're not very good, but they, they do go down and they're scrappy. Is this it? Well, I, <laughs> yeah. I mean, interesting, interesting line, right? You owe and seven lines hosting the Eagles, the line, you know, the Eagles are only laying three to a scummy, scummy team. 
Maybe. Maybe. I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll take the Lions. I can't take the Eagles after that. Well, it's so funny because two weeks ago, everyone thought, oh, maybe this might be it for the Lions. Like they fought really hard against. I don't remember who it was the previous week. And and I think it was we me. Had, I, I was on them against my Bengals. That's it. That was it. I don't remember who they had played the week before, though. And a lot of people were like, okay, this is a great spot. Like they're they clearly Vikings. They, that Viking game. Oh my God. And they almost came back and they, they lost on a last second field goal again when they were, uh, that was a crazy one. But then the following week, everyone's like, okay, the, the lions are playing hard. They're fighting. And then they absolutely get their ass kicked by the Bengals. So it's like, I mean, at some point so bad now though, what's that? Does that, does that loss to the Bengals look so bad now though? Not at all. And right. I, oh, right. That's. And so I, what I'm worried about is the same thing happening with the Eagles this week where it's like, everyone's going to start to say, okay, this might be up for the Lions. This is their chance. And then they lose 27 to 10. And it's like, oh, yeah, they suck. That's right. So it, it really is. A, a, these are tough waters to navigate. I guess we'll leave it at that. Indeed. All right. Well, it, it only gets better from here. We had two dads go 0 and 5. If that happens again. I did it first. <laughs> Jeez, that's true. You did do it first. Oh, God. All right. Well, kind of a chaotic pod. We lost Chris partway through. Joe had to leave. Kyle, you're about to board a plane. Safe travels, buddy. Just remember if you uh, just hope, you know, you like lost, but let's hope it's not that. Yeah, sure. (laughs) All right, guys. We will be back soon. Neil, I guess you can you can tell people what happens sometimes when you bet on poop like the Washington football team that can't score a touchdown. On behalf of myself and dad Chris, you're gonna get a really shitty 0 and five disastrous week. Ooh. Yeah, 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 yeah. No. is fade you yeah 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 fade you fade the fuck out of you